Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Todd Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. So far, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. They're calling for something crazy weather, but right now we're okay. Well, I tell you right now, if it starts to get uh, too bad, I'm out here in the sunroom and it's like a, a giant box where the rain comes down and you will hear every drop. I can promise you that. So <laughs> we'll have to see what happens as the podcast progresses yeah, it's here. It's not like I'm going to let you talk much anyway, so we're good. I'll just mute you. No, I know. There'll be a whole <laughs> lot of mute going on based on the activities that went on last week with you. So that's just the way it is. I'm good with that. That's just I got my tea. I'm happy. Got my good night. Got your tea. And I'm wearing this uh, real nice. Wait, wait, Redneck let me finish country. that. Let me finish that. You've got your tea. You're wearing this really nice, wait, Culture Club 80s concert tee. Well, I mean, if you want to call the uh, Redneck <laughs> Country podcast shirt that, I mean, it's all up to you. But it, it, this podcast shirt uh, got pulled out of the closet for the special occasion long tonight. Sleep, and I might recording. add. Long, and long it sleep. suits me. You're absolutely right. Because I don't have arms for a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I never wear short sleeve shirts. Yeah, see, if that's I'm, so 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 bizarre. Yeah, it's it is what it is. It's it's, it, it's the makeup of what makes me me. <laughs> wow. Big beard, Long little arms. Big beard, little arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sit beside me, not having a clue what we are saying. Is the patriarch of redneck country my father, real redneck Don Millard? Dad, is your mic hot? It's hot, and I'm listening intently. And Bill's talking about shirts, and all my <laughs> shirts were kind of big and baggy, Bill. So I went out and bought. Six or seven brand new T-shirts in my size, different style. Oh, oh this is an awesome story. <laughs> and I took them into our two-hour uh, embroiderer. Won't mention who has any all names. Our flyers. Uh, no, no, our old embroiderer. <laughs> yeah, with all our files. And I had everything written out and pinned in place where I wanted what, where, and waited you know, three and a half weeks. And he called me today and said. At two thirty, he says you got till four, and I'm picking them up, and then you got to wait till or pick them up, or you got to wait till tomorrow. I said I'll be right there, so I was all excited. And uh, on three of them, three different style T-shirts, I had um, in writing, um, what is it? Oxford Sportsman Club, Trap, and Sporting Clays, as as part of the logo that I've had put on them. And uh, so I opened them up and I thought, oh man, I can't wear to, wait to wear one of these tomorrow night. And all three say Oxford Sportsman's Club, Trap and Shoe Tong. <laughs> what is that? You tell me. It's the Chinese version of Sporting Clays. S-H-O-O-T-O-N-G, Shoe Tong. And I looked at the papers and every one of them taped in that spot because he pinned them back. I said, I pinned them back on so you'd know. We did it right. And every one of them says S-P-O-R-T-I-N-G, Sporting Clays. And every T-shirt says Shootong. <laughs> they're they're going to become a collector's edition. Oh, my uh, Lord. If you sign them, I guarantee you we can put them up on so the website. If and we you get good money sign for them, yeah, then it's a shirt with writing on it and Shootong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Value Village wouldn't take them shirts. They'd it, be like, what are we going to do with these? <laughs> it can only happen to me. Not to mention they're bright yellow like the sun. Well, two are yellow, one's white. But they're different. You know, but they're, they're all wrong. Yeah, no kidding. No, not necessarily. If you put the Chinese letters in there, it might make sense. He just it tried might. to convert it to English. Yeah, right. Well, that's a, that's unfortunate. Uh, now you got to find two things: new T-shirts and the new embroiderer. Well, oh, we've already got the new. Well, the, the, yeah, we've already got it. Wait, he wait said it. that he can repair them. They have a claw that will take it out, and then they'll rerun the bottom line. So if they don't look good, yeah, we're we're looking at replacing shirts and everything. But I already that's waited three long weeks enough. Worth of, yeah, it's no, be, the weather is not going to be conducive to wearing them. I am no, wearing you, one now tonight that that they did write, but there was no writing or printing. It was just files they already had. So and it looks pretty good. And it's uh, yellow. And and it fits really nice. Like finally, you I got are my sunshine, baggy on, so. my only sunshine. Those three got to go back. Happy. Well, that's just that's the way we roll, I guess. Yep. We're almost getting shirts the way they're supposed <laughs> yeah, to be. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Almost. See, if you just don't wear a shirt, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Get oh. yourself a tattoo. Where's your dedication? Yeah. I think we're uh, we're good with the shirts. Uh, yeah. I think we're good with the shirts. I'll go along so. You could get one on the back of your shoulder, Bill, like a tea bag with the logo on it. I think it'd be pretty wicked. I'm going to do hard pass on that. But thanks for the suggestion. That's that. So, hey, so where are we going today? What are we going to talk about? Oh, we got lots. Like, let's just, uh, what we did this week. And I'll tell you what, it will evolve. So if you're listening and you're like, meh, okay, you know, fun time's over. We heard dad talk, <laughs> turn it off. No, no, no. We're going to talk about where I'm going to go when it's my turn. If it gets to be my turn is goose hunting, new decoy spread. Did it work? Did it not? The do's and don'ts. Early season. Yeah. We but had, I think, uh, uh, the early season opened up, I guess. Uh, it opened Thursday. Yeah, last yeah, Thursday. Last Thursday. We're sitting at and Tuesday right now. We're recording a day late. Yeah, we are. But um, you guys uh, had some opportunity to get in the field, and that's as far as I'll take it. Uh, yeah, because uh, first, until it gets in your turn. Bill, what did you do this week? Yeah, well, we had some some challenges. Uh, I won't go into that too much on knit the one podcast. Pearl two? Keep it. Did you knit uh, one pearl three? <laughs> no, we won't. We won't go too much into the where I was last weekend and what we had to do instead of being in goose fields. But that uh, you know I had to take to take some time, spend it with the family, and uh, you know to pay our respects to. Um, my grandmother there and condolences uh, yeah and it's always good to get to enjoy family at that time right celebrate life think of it a bit yeah i i always look at it i know when my grandparents passed that's what it was right we just talked about there yeah the the actual service is is a little bit heart-wrenching but then after and you talk about the legacy and you're looking around and you're seeing they created all of us right? Like there's a bit of them in all of us, a little personalities. And I think then, then I, I enjoy it. And then it yeah, becomes, no, it yeah, a, it becomes it, the it story good, uh, times and you start to enjoy and, and, and sometimes it can really heal a family if there's other turmoil kicking too. Cause then you can see, well, now I understand. Cause I never really thought, but yeah, that's a little bit of grandpa or a little bit of grandma on that person. I can, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and we were able to. I mean, COVID times being what it is, we weren't able to have, um, you know, the, the same same type of uh, service yeah. and whatnot. But we were still able to get together as a family. And my uncle was uh, in, in from uh, West, and he was able to to be there too. So 
anyways, I mean, yeah, that's that's what happens, and uh, we, you know, we paid our respects, and, and now it's it's time for the healing process to to carry on, and, and we can tell some some good stories on the podcast. But thank you for for all your kind words and, and what you guys said uh, uh, leading up to it. We we said, uh, uh, you know, shared and passed your your good wishes along to my family too. So thanks again, yeah, guys. Awesome. Appreciate that's it. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got home from uh, from the, the trip, and uh, Candace and I on Sunday were, were completely wiped out, but we decided, you know what, we're going to head to the gun club. And uh, it, was, it was a good day. It was a good day at the gun club. It was a good day. Okay, first question. Is there ever a bad day at the gun club? No, there, there, there's frustrating days. I'll give you that. And I owe your dad a lot for this Sunday. And oh I'm going to Where that. are we going with yep. that? What are you Absolutely. kissing butt for now? No, I'm not. I'm you just, just, uh, he you ain't know. got a shirt to send you, Bill. They're all screwed <laughs> up unless you want to be yeah. a Chinese sporting clay shooter. No, we're, uh, we're good with the, without the, the shirt, but I, <laughs> I decided to change up a little bit of my, my, uh, practice routine. Cause I, I remember somebody saying one time that, you know, you could shoot any choke tube you want as long as it's full. <laughs> <laughs> and, good grief. And, uh, yeah. And I, I said, well, and you t- too, Todd said that you practice with full and you shoot, uh, something different for, for competition day, right? Yep. Yep, I shoot uh, light, light yards, mod, right? but but my light yeah. mod is pretty tight. So it's it's a, it's I, a tighter decided, constriction light mod. I, I changed up a couple of things, so I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to music. I wanted to, to do something to to break my mind up from the concentration uh, the and that sort of stuff. Comes to the gun club. Yeah, so I put my headphones club. on. I, I was listening. I can hear to it some, now. I can music. see you bopping out there now. Doom, 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 oh, I was. Doom, 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 I, I was in my own. So it was a five-person uh, squad. I mean, it was it was pretty uh, pretty busy at the gun club on on Saturday. So Candace and I shot skeet first. I didn't use my headphones and stuff for or full chokes tubes for that. But we had a good time shooting skeet and, and like that. We always so do. Did you a listen to music? Social. Not during skeet. No, I mean, skeet being more oh, social because yeah, you chirp each other and have a blast. Yeah. So, I mean, I was making fun of myself and missing some easy targets and Candace was doing really well, um, making eight balls out of, out of targets and that's awesome on the skeet field. So we shot two rounds and then we decided to go where we're uh, down to the other end and shoot some, uh, uh, some 16 yard. And then we actually ended up shooting some handicap too, just so I could practice for this weekend's coming ATA shoot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So leading up to, so then you put your uh, headphones on, you listen to music. Right. So, so now I'm on the 16 yard line. I um, got my full choke tube in on the bottom barrel, obviously. And I put the music on, uh, I'm on station five. Like okay, I always all jokes start aside, on. what are you willing to share the music? Like, oh, it, like it Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Like I joke. Yeah, no, Chameleon, no, I took I, your playlist and I, and I put it to the side. So the Celine Dion and all that kind of <laughs> stuff was your playlist. I put that to the side and I put mine on, which is everything from ACDC, which got me really pumped up like all the so old rodeo tunes and songs and stuff i kind of tried to put that into a little playlist of uh of just uh <laughs> it popped me up a little bit uh it wasn't slow music but it wasn't super aggressive music if that makes any sense so yeah. upbeat upbeat music yeah it was upbeat and upbeat. i was i was just into it and i don't know but i think i broke a 24 and it may have been a 25 but and we're going to go with a 24 because I'm not so sure. I get a text. <laughs> yeah. I might have just shot my first 25 straight. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, awesome. Wait, wait, what? Wait, you, yeah. How do you, um, 
almost or you did. And you're like, well, I'm not sure if I dropped my second bird or not. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Did you ask everybody else on the squad? Nobody well, they're knows. not sure either. <laughs> not so one person on that I'm squad like, knows. Well, now what do we do? I said, your call. I got the patch sitting here. It's either going to you or it's going to Candace first. So you guys figure that out. And then you figure out if this is your first 25, because I will bring it and I will give it to you. But what you, if, if you say it's not, then you better not shoot 25 on this next one because then we're like, did you shoot your first 50 straight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first round um, was full full choke, station five. Everything was ink balls. Now, I'm not kidding you. I don't is understand. Is it a psyche thing? Were you shooting a little bit slower because you knew you had full choke in your gun? Nah, maybe subconsciously. Maybe subconsciously, I did. You know, I don't know. Like you're concentrating harder. You got to be, because you're thinking, I got to be dead center of these. I'm shooting full choke. I got to slow down just a little bit. And I can slow down. I can let them get out there a little further because I got a full choke. I didn't let him get out that far. I know Honestly, when I shoot sporting plays. I don't think I shot them any faster or slower than I would have with a normal, my competition choke tubes. See, when I shoot sporting clays, my brain goes there. I'll shoot. I'll sh- if I got a, f- a more full choke in, I'll shoot slower. Take my time. If I got a more open choke, I'll shoot quicker. Well, I don't know, but I tell you, other I than should. the one it I'm sucks. not sure yeah, like that's bad, right? Like I should just see orange, kill orange. But I, <laughs> yeah. and so I've got a, and that's why I was told that fixed chokes be done with it for sporty clays. So put them in, forget it. That's your choke. Shoot. Don't change them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like I was saying, every target wasn't chipped. It was smoke. And I don't know if it's a combination of full choke with the, the handicap loads, my gun, whatever, the pattern had zero holes in it, and I was on every single target. That's what I was going to say. You got less holes in the full choke pattern. I, and I'm convinced I will not not shoot full choke <laughs> in competition. Like, so I'm so full this, choke this, competition this weekend, when we hit when we hit Quinny, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna put a full choke in. I'm not gonna. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna shoot full choke on Saturday. Based on, I shot a, I think I shot a 24. So we'll leave it at 24. It wasn't a 25 because I'm pretty sure I missed my second bird, but I'm not 100. <laughs> percent Anyways, I shot a 24 and I followed it up with a 23 and I missed two easy ones that I just got lazy on with a full choke. Yeah, with a full choke. So I shot a 24 and a 23 and I went back to caps with the full choke and I was frustrated. So I don't know why. The full choke uh, at caps distance um, produced a worse score, but I'm going to go back to. <laughs> uh, well, see, and I, I used know. to shoot an improved mod choke, no matter what singles or caps all the way to the 27 yard line, even for like Andy Oakley's improved mod, you know, yeah. big, long extended. Um, I think it was kicks or smoke. I don't remember what it was. What yardage did but, you shoot? Uh, 23. My suggestion would be to hold a little higher gun and then shoot them just like a 16 when you see them. Okay. I'm the opposite. I hold a lower gun. Yeah. But then you, you just move over top of them because you shoot a really high gun. My suggestion to Bill would be when you're back to 23, hold a little higher gun because that angle increases. Yeah. So, and then shoot them just like a 16 when you see them. Because you're going to see them, uh, you're not going to see them as soon because you're holding a little higher gun. Yeah. And now you're going to, and now you're going to be able to stay ahead of them because they're out there further when you first see them from from handicap, unless you hold a little higher gun, and then you can 
you'll see them at the same time that you would normally see them at 16, only they're out further, so now you shoot them the same. I say full choke. You would use full choke for, for yep. both wouldn't matter. Yeah, okay. Yep. Maybe I'll, I say I'll give that a turn. Figure out the force and just put on a blindfold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt like uh, in the first two rounds at 16 yards, I felt like I could have closed my eyes and they would have blown up. That's how good I felt. Like the targets were just there. Yeah. And it, like I said, I wasn't chipping them. They were smoke. So anyways, so that full choke is what I'm going to shoot this weekend uh, with the challenger handicap loads. Candace did really well too. Um, you know, shot, shot her average. I think she shot a, a, um, a 15 and an 18, which she was super happy about. Um, she got frustrated on a couple of stations, but a couple of stations she was five straight on. So, Ooh, I mean, it's, it's small wins, kids. right? Yeah. So for both of us. So she's excited about going this weekend and uh, shooting handicap and, and singles. So we're uh, going to head up on Saturday to spend some time with my daughter in uh, college. And then we'll, we'll uh, be there first thing Sunday morning. So right on. going to be fun. I will see you there. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So. Anyways, well, that's I won't uh, take up much more time because I know we have a lot to talk about from uh, our fine feathered do friends, uh, Saint Thomas. Right? <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's go. Let's. We want to start with Thursday first. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, let, let me tell you how we got to Thursday because yeah, we weren't going to hunt Thursday. Thursday was the opener, and Todd works and very hard. Yeah, and. Uh, um, right. you know, it would have been just him and I, cause everybody else works if we did go. And so we weren't going to hurt th- hunt thirsty. And then, and I did have a field lined up and I said, it, it's a good field. It had a, it had a hundred geese in it. We had to pick and choose. He had two fields lined well, up, but we, we were... didn't get there yet. I had a field lined up. Yeah, but we, you had two. You I'm have to say to you it. had two. Me, don't interview into my story. Serenity you talk now. enough. You talk enough. (laughs) No, I had this field lined up and I already talked to the farmer and asked him to hold it till Saturday. If anybody asked you, hold it till Saturday. He said, fine. Well, then the next time I went out scouting, I realized I went by this cornfield. It was picked. It had been picked on Sunday and this was Tuesday and there was geese in it already. And I thought, because some Monday was when I found the first field and it was wheat. So Tuesday, I'm in a different area, and that that cornfields just got picked. And the farmers confirmed, yep, it was Sunday. I said, there's geese in it already. Will you hold it for Saturday? He says, certainly will. So now we got two held for Saturday. Now we had two, and we had to decide which one we were going to hunt. We had two. Well, then Todd finally made the call, I'm getting off. We're going to hunt one Thursday, one Saturday. <laughs> So I said, okay, that's good. So I made the phone call to the first guy, said, hey, we're coming in on uh, on Thursday now instead. He said, oh, that's good. Good luck. Connor got off. And uh, in fact, he asked his boss if he could have the morning. His boss says, you can have the whole day. So he was pumped and the three of us went. So you can carry on. Oh, I can take it now. I'm allowed to talk now. You're allowed to talk now. That's how we got there, Bill. So we hunted Thursday and Saturday. So so. Thursday, the field, there was only 60 or 70. So that's why we weren't really certain if we were going to. But I thought, you know what? It's opening day, 60 or 70. There's three of us going to go. We might as well, because if we don't, we're never going to go hit that field. And those 60 or 70 are going to leave and feed that field out and move somewhere else before the Northerns come down. And so then, then when they go to a place we don't have permission, we can't get permission. So yeah, you're, you're messed uh, up. Then. make hay while the sun shines. So 
without we might as well. So we got out there, we put out the spread and um, it was just it, really, we didn't do anything fancy. We just put, because like I, yeah. I had to put the decoys out by myself while dad and Connor were brushing in the blinds because it was a cut wheat field. So now you're, you're scrounging. We have a couple rakes in the goose trailer. So dad and Connor get them out and they, they're scrounging up like as much of the wheat stubble stems as you can to stuff in the blind and make us look like a, a, a wheat pile. We try to put the three blinds together as close as possible and so that, and then without shadows. So you fill it in with wheat stubble in between them and then still stuff it down in all of the little um, holders that can hold like corn stalks or wheat or whatever to can really brush it in. So it looks like a pile of wheat stubble. It's look flat from the air. So even on the outside of those three blinds together. There'd be shadows if you didn't. You kind of feather it down. You brush start, them down. Yeah. You just kind of feather it down until there's no shadow. So I knew that would be a lot of work. So you two do that. I will put the decoys out. You know, we've talked about it last year, everything else. I'm pretty fussy on the decoy spread. You've been with me, Bill. Yeah. You know how it goes. So I will Shocked do the decoys. That, you know, and, yeah. I like to move them to two feet just to see if you're going to notice. Right? Yeah, that's right. So after it's light, I said to Connor, he's mild. Todd's out there just really messing around. I said, yeah, wait till it gets light. He will not <laughs> stop fussing with those things until the geese are in the air and you hear them. He will move this one, move that one, move this one. And, Todd, and Connor says, really? Because this was Connor's first goose on ever. And I said, yeah, you watch. So it got light. We're standing there talking. And then it got light. And out he goes. I said, see? Well, then he moved about three. And then Connor yelled at him, hey, I put them there. Don't move them. And he started fucking <laughs> thoughts. So. Now that's why they're getting moved. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I put the decoy and I was actually impressed that because we got there, I don't know, five in the morning, it's light at like quarter to seven. You want to be ready to rock. Geese might start coming in at seven, 10 after seven. So I was impressed that we were able to get the blinds brushed in with only three of us. I probably put out 130. I mean, there was still, I was going to ask it. Yeah. Did there was still the 20 or there was probably 20 or 30 still left in the trailer. So I'm guessing yeah. I put her like, we got what? 150, <laughs> 160 in there. Yeah. Probably. So I'm guessing I got 130 out anyway by myself in, a, in a good spread. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed with the time. Now I wore, I wore running shoes. So I was, I was, I was cooking. So anyway, got them all out. And then, Sat down and they started coming and really like right away first light they were, they were it was pretty right. early it was because yeah. we were done by eight o'clock so so yeah like they they started coming right quick and I was impressed like t two I think were the first two that came in and we're like holy crap there's geese coming in already now we always say you know we're gonna screw up if there's 200 geese out there they're coming in in like 10 flocks or whatever because they're all families right now it isn't the northern migration coming down in, in in bunches of 50 and 80 where they're picking up families as they come so they're in typically they should be in 10 to 15 group packs but we've been seeing bigger ones because they're just not migrating there so they're hanging around and getting bigger and bigger yeah. hence the early season so we had a couple that came in dead quiet and i always say you know you get a we get a, a group of 200 250 feet in a field we're going to screw up five to six flocks that's a given you're going to be out picking up decoys when they come in they're going to see you you're not going to get back to the blind in time you're going to be messing around whatever you're not going to call take them another group's going to come and join them that's going to happen but it, it, so on on this group i would say we probably screwed up two two flocks came in dead quiet didn't even know they were coming in picking up geese standing up talking whatever and and probably messed up but we still did okay so and connor i'll tell you what i was impressed he he can he could pull the trigger on on geese and then we even got i don't know six dubs 
Yep. I think. Oh, yeah. Good. Six dubs Six as they were flitting around us in between volleys of geese. So, uh, I mean, we were having a good time. It was, it was a blast. And then Connor actually got his, not only was this his first hunt and he, he, I believe he, he said he knocked down four geese, four or five geese. Like he was counting and going, Oh, I, I got that one in it. And it's tough because when we're that close together and a flock of eight comes in, there's a lot of times you're going to shoot the same bird, shoot at the yeah, same bird. Right. So yeah. And I mean, I've shot enough geese over the 20 plus years, whatever, not a big deal. I'll even sit and wait for somebody to shoot and then go up and, and dad has to anyway, just cause he's too slow to get out of the blind. So he's always waiting for us anyway. So do you actually believe that, that you are, you, you wait for somebody else to shoot. Well, uh, Saturday will define this. I'll get there. But so, so yeah, on Thursday, so, I mean, we probably shot the same bird a bunch of times just because it is human nature to pick out the easy bird right there. And really yeah, we're one, one right two, three. Yeah. And you're, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the front. You take the middle dad, you take the back, but there's only eight birds and four of them didn't commit. They're flaring. So the four right in front of you, you're going to shoot the same freaking bird. Right. It's just that. you guys all shot right hand? Yeah. So yeah. you're able to set the blinds and, and have enough space between you. And what did yeah, you we use? Yeah, we weren't touching at all. Like we were probably. We probably had five feet between yeah, us. Yeah, we had five yeah. feet between us. It took like a we little could, filling in. But we could that's five close each other. when you're swinging a gun. You don't want to shoot yeah. over somebody's head. No. Because you, that muzzle blast is awful. Yeah, you end up not being able to hear. Ah, uh, your pansies. Anyway, a while. so so yeah, so we did good. But not only did he did he knock down geese, knock down doves. Like I mean, he he shot he shot a dove. I was like, holy crap, that's a good shot right there. And but he also got his first, not only his first banded bird, he got his first double banded bird. That's crazy. And I'm like, it's all downhill from here, Connor. Yeah. I mean, what are you, gonna, you darn near you gonna shot, that? right? You darn near shot your own limit. You got a double banded bird. Hang it up. Yeah. I haven't shot a banded bird, uh, banded goose yet. Right. <laughs> so, well, and, and a lot of it is on area, right? I know guys that yeah. they stack them up. Well, okay. You're hunting right by a local park where they banned them two kilometers away or they banned them at the park. They're living in the park year round. They're never going to leave it. They're just going out to the country to feed in a wheat field and go back. You yeah. know, you're going to clean up on bands. If you find that park, like you go to the park That's during it. the day and count the bands on their legs. Right. And, and yeah. go, wow, we got to get permission to wherever they're feeding because you know, you're going to hammer bands, but that's true. Our I mean, area- we've shot a lot of geese. We've shot a lot of geese. Uh, but to your point, I, I just don't think the area held banded birds. Yeah. Like, like you know where they does. banned them. So, I mean, yeah. if you hunt that area and guys will be like, Oh, look at all the bands we got. Yeah. But I'm not impressed as much because you know, guys that go out and I, like I seen a Facebook post and kudos to them. I mean, it'd be awesome to go do this, but I'm not like over the moon. Wow. You guys really, really did something with, because they, they put like, I don't know, there had to be 20 feet all with bands on them in a, in a, in a picture online. Yeah. And I'm like, that's good. Like that's a lot of bands. Good for you. But that many bands, you know yeah, you're hunting right in a banding area. You know that those geese have been banded as juveniles the year before. They're not migrating anymore, which is why we no. have the early season. And they're living in the parks, and you're just hunting outside of that area, and they're coming to feed. So to me, yeah, that's that's great. But our area, when you get a band, there's not like they're banding them locally a lot. Right. So when we get did a band, and I haven't, well, I did I did this one. I did, um, I, Connor did. And I can't remember where he said he, 
Oh, darn it. I'd have to ask him again where he said it was banded. It wasn't locally around One here. One was seven years old that he got. Yeah. Really? The seven double banded was seven years old. That's, that's incredible. How did you shoot, Don? Well, there was... There was one flock came in four or five and they came in just like they were supposed to. And they were right over us. And I don't get up as fast as Connor and, and Todd, but I'm getting up quicker because my shoulder's better and I can lift the gun. So I'm not struggling. I'm not pushing the sides open and then picking up the gun. Now I'm going up, I'm going up and letting my hand, my elbows and the gun open them up. So I'm getting up quicker. So this five is right up in the air, right in front of us, 20 yards in the air. And I did get one out, one shot away and got one out of that bunch. And he, and I saw three fall. And I thought we'd got them all. And uh, then Todd's yelling, over your head, over your head. And I had to look higher. And there was one trying to get away right straight left of me, right over my left shoulder. And it was over my head. And that's why I didn't see it. So I was able to swing around. I'm still sitting, but I was able to swing around, get the gun up, and make a wonderful shot about 50 yards out. And he folded, come down like wham. So the I said, "Well, that was mine for sure." Don yeah. Millard one shot smackdown yeah, right and, there. So <laughs> I was going to get out of the blind. Don says, "Nope, nope, nope. You stay in the blind. You'll never get back here if something comes in." <laughs> so he ran out, and he went, "Oh no!" And I went. Yes. And he said, yeah, it's got jewelry. And there was no doubt that I got it. So I did. Get Sweet. A that's awesome. Yeah. So on, on I forgot Thursday, all about that band. So Thursday, Todd <laughs> didn't get a band. Todd got, yeah. Connor got a double banded bird and he was pumped. First goose hunt, whacking geese gets a double bland. And then I got a banded bird and I was happy. I was, I was getting up and shooting good. So yeah, it was, it was a good hunt. That's good. I'm glad Todd let you get a couple. I there. seen wow. the jewelry on it. I said, "All right, Dad, yeah. this one over your head." All right? Yeah. And glare off the jewelry, sun off his be leg. Three shots off, no matter if you hit it on the first one or not. Well, if his gun hadn't been empty, he wouldn't have yelled <laughs> yeah. over your head, Dad. That's right. You know, but they were they were out of shells, and he couldn't put shells in that gun fast enough. That was yeah. the problem. Yeah. I couldn't find them in the blind. I pulled the blind that your brother had used. It was clear monster energy cans, and my <laughs> shells were just. Just amongst all of the stuff left in there. We didn't, we forgot to open the trailer and clean the, the blind. Usually I unzip the blinds and dump them and it gets yeah. all the debris. Yeah, and but all this the is up. memories from the year before. Holy I like mackerel. it. We opened up some of them blinds Saturday that hadn't been out before. <laughs> And you couldn't get your feet in the bottom of them for, <laughs> for, for empty shells empty and boxes. So. <laughs> if anybody's reloading three and a half inch, you let us know. We got some hauls for you. Because <laughs> yeah. we still haven't cleaned them out. It's memory. It's nostalgia from the year before. And possibly right. the year so before that. I texted the farmer and I, I said, thanks very much for the hunt. We're leaving the field now. Uh, we appreciate the, uh, it's a uh, privilege. Thank you for the privilege to hunt your property. Uh, we're going home and clean them. If you want any goose breasts, it, just contact me and let me know. But he didn't say he wanted any. So, but uh, I got to go see him again. So, so yeah, so Thursday was yeah, good. Got to keep up the relationship with the farmers because they're the ones that make, oh, you know, yes. the hunts possible. Oh, right? give Without it. them, you just so got a goose, a goose trailer. That left the cornfield open for, for uh, Saturday. So, and, and what we did, we, we neglected to tell you, I went down uh, Friday morning to that wheat field and saw where they were sitting. No, we went Thursday no, night. On. I went and saw where they were sitting. Or Friday said, night. No, it was Wednesday. Friday, Friday it was Wednesday. Wednesday morning. We I, hunted Thursday. Yeah, I went Wednesday morning. 
saw where they were sitting. But I said to Todd, we got to go Wednesday night and see where they are at night. And I have trouble picking them out, even with the binoculars when it's getting dark. So Todd went with me. I pulled up. The whole to family. The, we all went. Yeah, everybody went. So I pulled, uh, pulled up to the field. Todd got the binoculars. And I said, are they even there? And he says, well, I don't see any. Oh, yeah, there they are. And he if pinpointed them. I didn't them. see them, one of them was flapping his wings. I tell you, I might not have seen them. And so you know, that was with binoculars. Yeah. And they were Jeez. way back in the field. And so he pinpointed them between this clump of brush at the other end of the field and this wood, this woods. So he pinpointed where they were. And so the next morning we drove straight to that spot and he's, looking at his landmarks and saying, okay, I believe they were right here. And we were well back in the field, so we could shoot any direction. There was nothing around us. We could shoot behind us, over us, the whole bit. Right? We could. Dad could just sit and watch. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, <laughs> once it got light, Todd says, yes. And I said, what are you yesing about? Go poop, goose poop all around here. We're in the right spot. <laughs> so, yeah. And that makes a big difference, I think. If they if they come right to that spot. It tasted you might a little get funny. Them to, you might get them to decoy in a different spot. But They're not going to have any hesitation yeah, coming right to the right spot there. they were yesterday. But, okay, there was one flock. I, I, I bought this knee brace. And you, know, you pull the knee brace on, and it's got this metal piece over the knee with where their knee pops through it. And it's metal on the sides. And and Alcro straps and and it really helps. It holds my knee straight and holds it together so that when I'm on my knees, it doesn't give. And we had one flock come in and land right behind us. Remember that? Right behind us. I mean, they're on the ground right behind us. The the wind died off. There was wind in the morning, and then the wind died off, and they swung around and they come from behind us. And instead of coming over us, they landed right behind us. So Todd says, well, "Okay, we got to stand up and turn around." So I kept up with the guys. I got up, I got turned around, and Connor is up and shooting, and I'm just bringing my gun up, and now they're in the air, and I got two coming to the right, right in front of me. Connor shooting in front of him, Todd shooting in front of him, and I'm thinking, oh, both you birds are dead. And I'm bringing the gun up, and my knee gave out, and I went oh, down, no. and I had to hold my gun with my left hand, put my right hand down on the on the blind frame to keep from falling over the back of the blind and I never got a shot off and Connor looked at me and he says you okay I said I forgot my knee brace <laughs> that <ticked> me <laughs> off. It, it gave out and down I went I, I oh, those two none of this were, can be confirmed those because two, I'm sure. we were too busy shooting geese well yeah as far as I was, I was gonna concerned say, I, never, I'm sure Todd yeah. helped you up and, nah, he just and got you ready didn't he just, but but I was impressed because I don't normally get, even try to shoot behind me and I, once I'm up and that knee gave out, I remembered, oh, I forgot the knee brace. And I was there. Uh -huh. I made it. I got up, held the gun over my head, swung it over my head, made the turn, got on my knees. And I thought, oh, you two are dead. There was one right behind each other. And then my knee gave out. Oh, ticked me off. But I remembered it on Saturday. Okay. So, anyway. so Saturday. We were holding the big field. And unfortunately, you couldn't make a bill. And again, condolences. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And... um. So it, we invited a buddy, Jeff, a friend of ours. And so then we had Scotty's nephew, Michael, Michael with us, who oh, hunted with Michael us last year. Michael was pumped. Michael was absolutely pumped. He kept saying, thanks for calling me. Thanks for calling me. Cause he's been saving. He works at the gun club and he's been saving for a whole year since last year when he had his first goose hunt, sharing a gun with uncle Scott. 
He bought his own gun. He bought an 870 Wingmaster. He bought 10 boxes of shells. And he was pumped. And he says, I don't have to share a gun. I got my own limit. He said, I got my own gun. I got my own shells. Oh, I can't believe it. Thanks for, thanks for calling me. And I said, oh, yeah, you're in, Michael. And so anyway, I said, I'll pick you up at 4.30. So I went around there about 20 after 4. I was a little early. And he is sitting on the front porch. He <laughs> ran. And I said, Good for uh, him. how long you been out there? He says, I don't know. I couldn't sleep. I've been out here all night. <laughs> <laughs> He's just super excited yeah. to get in that goose blind again. Yeah. That's and then of course, uh, Jeff's been goose hunting, but he usually just sits in spots and pass shoots. He's never fl- he's never hunted with decoys or or blinds or anything. So he was really anxious to try it. So so Todd invited him along. So I let you. So he was pumped as well. He says to me, Todd didn't hear this, but but uh, it was Jeff, Michael, and I were brushing in blinds. We had five now, and it was corn. And we had the rakes going, and then Todd and Connor were putting out the decoys. And so Jeff and uh, and Michael were raking, and I was carrying the piles of corn. And, I mean, it took a lot of corn. Stocks. Yeah, corn, like stocks. corn stocks. And, of course, they had to be, a lot of the wheat had already fallen off. So they had to, even though they were wheat, they still had to have some corn stocks over the wheat because we were in a cornfield. The blinds. The even blinds. though some of the wheat had fallen off the blinds from the Thursday before, they needed more corn stocks on them yeah, to brush them back in. Just to keep yourself brushing it Even if it didn't but, fall off, you wanted to stick some leaves and stocks over the wheat so it looked more like corn. And, then you had you to know, and, and that corn. was the biggest takeaway that I, t- I had from your the hunt that we went on last year is how important it is to make sure those blinds are brushed. That's in number properly. one. I think that's number one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff, went, like Jeff looked at me and he's leaning on the rake and he says, we got her licked. And I said, I think we have Jeff. I think we're pretty good. It's not bad. He says, you know, and Jeff's not a guy to laugh much. He's not a guy to show. He's excitement. very quiet. He's very quiet, reserved, you know, and, but he'll tell you how he's feeling. So he looks at me and he says, you know what? I'm excited about this. He says, uh, "I'm I'm looking forward. This is this is like a guided hunt. This is something <laughs> that you would pay for." I said, "Well, feel free." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was he was pumped. So I'll let you t- I'll let Todd take over. I'll fill in the. All right. So we were putting the decoys out. We figured out. We looked the night before. Figured out where they were where they were landed right close to the road. So we're like, okay, well, we got to set up right close to the road because it's a big field. That's where they want to be. It's early. We know we're going to get all different families. We don't want one family wanting to land all the way to the front, not caring about our decoys because people will say, oh, it's early season. You could decoy them. Absolutely. But if those families are coming in and those families have their set spots in that field ahead of time, like they've been feeding in there all week, those families are fighting. They don't want to come near the family that we're set up portraying. They're still going to go land where they want. And then you've got a, a, a live, and I'll tell you, 10 live geese in the field on the ground trumps your decoy spread with 150 all Any day, day long. Any so day. you've got the same a, thing for turkeys. Uh, if you've you got live decoys, you're, you're euchred. Yep. If those hens pull those those toms and walk away, you're screwed, right? Yep. So it's There's no nothing. different. I mean, you watch, they'll, they'll circle you high, the decoy spread. They'll look at that other flock. They may circle you again, come down a little bit for a li- better look, but still too high. And then they'll go land with that other, de- with that other spread. It just, with that live decoy, with the live geese, every freaking time, like clockwork, I don't care who you are, it happens. So you want to be where those geese want to be. So we set up right uh, close, fairly close. I mean, we're still legal, but we were along the edge of the road. And I we thought- looked Friday night. 
I made, I said to Todd, we're going Friday night and we're going to look and see where they are. And so we, we glassed them and uh, there they were. Didn't really have to glass them. They were right there on the road. Yeah. But anyway, so, so I said, okay, here's the problem. The wind, the way the wind's blowing is if we set up the way we should so that their feet in your face, right? They land into the wind. So set up a nice horseshoe, put us right there in front of it. They're, we're going to be shooting at the road and we're too close. We can't do it. So we love, and you've heard me say this, Bill, we love the J hook. It's just That's right. how often can you do the J? Because you'll, you'll make that long J and the pocket is that J and we set up on the side and they'll come in looking where they're going to land at that J and not even clue in that we're along the edge of that decoy spread, the right. long line that they're flying you. down. You jump up and put your gun up. They don't even flare or nothing because they didn't even see you. They're, they're looking at where they're going to land. And so this is an opportunity to use the J let's not let, let's knock it out. So we started doing the J and then realized that the wind had shifted yet a little bit more and oh now, okay, we've got to We've got to move. We've got to. So we had to move the, the blinds. So that was, I mean, it's five 30 in the morning. We were in there by quarter to five. So it's five 30 in the morning that we started brushing the blinds. We've got to move them. So we got to come down further here. We got to put the J more on an angle. And now I'm going to make it more of an L because the way that this wind's blowing, I want to, they, they want to land with the, the larger group. So you make that long string really thin one or two decoys wide. They don't want to land there. They're going to no. go land in that pocket where it's 50 deep a geese. And, and we make it 50. We got 150 plus decoys. So we will make that thing long so that they don't want to land over that. Cause then they're going to fly past the, 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 that hook and land on the outside of the decoys. We don't want that. We want them to land where there's the most decoys. They'll probably land about 15 yards back from that. So we're, we're doing the math. We're putting it out. Well, we turned out by the time we got all the decoys out that we kind of made like a modified J like an L. And so, because I really wanted to overload the way the wind was blowing, it was almost like it was shifting. They would come down and they're going to, I figured they're going to hook in towards the line instead of just landing down in the, the hoop of the J. So we made it like an L. So there was overloaded geese on both sides of that corner where you start to round it out. So that was it. Boom. Make the L. They're going to come in and land right there. So I, as, as the morning starts, the first, the first goose coming, it's a loner. And I mean, it was early. It was five after seven. And it was breezy. And we could not believe this goose. We heard him coming. We, that's a goose. And we had to dive for the, for the blinds. And I looked at my watch, five after seven. They're never this early. Like it was that's early. And there was a breeze. So beautiful. The winds, the way we're sitting. See, where we should have been sitting was facing the road. Well, we're only 50 yards off the road. So there's no way we can shoot that way. I mean, like if we went to the back of the field, we could have, but that's not where they were sitting. On that's the not where they were landing. That's no. not where they were landing the night before. So if we want to be where they were landing the night before, we're only 50 yards from the road. So we're, we're aiming, facing away from the road on an angle. And this goose is coming from the road right in. From the way over. It's coming. And yeah. they, we, you can hear, burr, burr. That's a goose. I'm like, what? I look up. Sure enough, here it comes. Holy crap. So we all dive in our blinds now. Contrary to popular belief, go back to Thursday. Now, this morning, all right, it's a Saturday. We've got Michael that is a newer hunter. Connor, it's only his second hunt. Jeff has never really hunted in a field with decoys and everything, and he's pumped. Me and Dan, okay, I'm going to let them shoot. So in it comes, bar. 
Huh? Well, it gets so close. I'm the one calling it. Its wings are set. It's dropping right in. It's perfect. Take it. Michael's the first. Jumps up. Wham! Nothing. Wham! Nothing. Connor's to my right. Bam! Bam! Jeff didn't get up in time. <laughs> so I'm now up and I'm thinking, I can't wait any longer. It's now circling and it's flying away it's and starting to, to climb. And I pulled the trigger and, and Jeff goes, nice shot! And it starts to come down. And then I, that's it. I, I hit it. All right, we're good to go. Well, Connor, that's not good. Bam, bam. He's still trying to pound this thing as it, which great. If I don't have to chase it that far. So I got up and I start, well, it, I winged it. And, and you know how it's doing that, that shuffled in the air. And, And it's getting further and further away. And dude, I am on a full run because all I'm thinking about is this is the scout. This is the one. You gotta get that one. They send him out. He comes out first. He looks at the spread. If he doesn't go back to the pond, they know he stayed there feeding. We're good to go. Now, that's such backwards logic as a goose, though. If that guy never came back, well, there goes Jimmy. He's done. I'm not going over there. We take this. It's a parable from the Bible, Bill. When Noah sent the dove out of the ark and the dove didn't come back. So anyway, I get your point. (laughs) Anyway, so so I know he's not going back. He's going down. He's going to be in this field. The problem is he's a ways away and he's going to and he's crippled. Like he's I got to get him because he's who knows where he's going to end up. And my concern, I mean, I'm running and I wore running shoes, my Nikes, uh, camouflage Nikes. And I mean, I was running because all I'm thinking is this scout came. There's a flock coming behind him. It's not going to be long. And I've got to run. Uh, 300 yards like I'm going three football fields I mean he's out there so I run 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 finally catch up to him catch him get him put him out of his misery run him back I look down and guess what oh while he was out there while he was out there and everybody said like Connor says I couldn't hit that bird and Mike says I missed him twice Jeff says I never got a shot off I said (laughs) With four hunters beside five hundred, four hundred, five, four hundred, uh, and I let them all shoot first. With four hunters next to me, I didn't even bother getting up. I was, <laughs> yeah, you know, I you mean, I've seen done. Michael whack birds. I've seen Connor whack birds. I know Todd can. I never even got up, but I was thought, oh, finally somebody hit it. Well, Connor said, "Yeah, watch him come back with a double banded bird." So anyway, he comes back and he's not saying anything, and then he laid it on us. Go ahead. <laughs> so I flip it over. And bam! Double banded bird. First one of the morning. Connor. I, I cannot believe not only did you get one double banded bird, you got two double banded birds in, in two days, hunts. In two days. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's incredible to me. I said Connor, you called two that. different areas, I might add. Like we were we were probably forty five minutes from the other spot that we had hunted Thursday. Yeah. And Con- Opposite I said direction. To Connor, you called that, Connor. He says, yeah, but I'm not happy because I missed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he would never let you live that down. Shooting two yeah. double-manned birds so, on two back-to-back hunts. Yeah, right. He'd have been out. Sorry, you're, you're done. Yeah. Go, yeah. go buy your own freaking decoys. So <laughs> so then we're sitting there. Well, sure enough. Burp, burp, burp. Here they come. It was the you next, made it back? 
And oh yeah, I made it back lots of time, lots of time. I mean, I was hustling. Don't get me wrong. He was, I, he was, I was sprinting. I was no I, doubt. I yeah. was uh, sprinting. And I've never ran that that yeah. fast. So I'm I'm huffing. I'm sweating. But yeah, here they come. All right, very minim, minimal calling, very minimal flagging, but a little bit of each. And I was just answering back early season. So I know there's probably it's Saturday. It's been open since Thursday. There's probably guys hitting with the, the whole time. So I I just answer back. I hear the burp. I'll give a burp, 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 and they'll and they'll echo. And so I was just echoing. That's all I was doing. Nothing, nothing crazy. And they did just like they were supposed. They to. They came in, hooked in, dropped right, right into us. And I thought, holy geez, the spread now, is perfect. It's working. This. The wind is perfect. We're on. You got to picture this because Michael and I are up the J leg a little bit. Then there's uh, Jeff, then there's Connor, then there's Todd. So Todd's right on the No, end it was not at that time. We moved we moved blinds around. It was Michael, you, Connor, me, Jeff. Okay. So anyway, Michael and I are on the lake. So those birds that actually come in and are going by us on their way down. And when Todd made the call. And so Michael and I got up and I saw Michael getting up and I tried to stay up as quick as I could because Todd made the call. And I saw birds falling. And two flared and tried to backtrack back past Michael and I. And Michael and I got them both. And I think nice. we got every bird out of that bunch, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We, it was, there was, there was eight down anyway. I think it was just raining. It went, it, it was, there was, it was perfect. Perfect. And that. And we, oh, let's not move anything. Let's not do nothing. We thought, this is awesome. And we then got no and wind. That, hey, but yes. I thought that has, that, that's, that's, that's my joy. I fooled them. I was able to set the spread up. Perfect. I was able to tell everybody that's where they're going to land. That's where they landed. My job is done. I got a double banded goose. We just shot the first flock that came in. They did everything they needed to. I'm out, folks. I'm having a nap. And then the wind disappeared. Quit. It was dead still. And that was the last perfect flock that we had seen. And remember I said, there was probably 250 geese feeding in this field. And I said, out of 200 to 250, we're going to screw up five flocks. Now, the problem is these, some of these flocks had 50 freaking geese in them. I mean, they were, and I hate big flocks. Big big flocks mean less shots on the geese because you only get three shots. So if you got 10 come in and everybody's got three shots, you're more apt to get them. You got 50 coming in. You only got three shots each, right? It was one time. So the the issue, big flocks, you get one that doesn't like something and flares. He's gone. He takes the whole flock. The whole flock freaking flares. Where you got 10, you've got less (laughs) opportunity for one of them to see. That's 5% or sorry, that's five times the chance that they're going to see something they don't like and flare. I don't like big flocks. But there was one time through the middle of the hunt when a big flock came in, did not commit, wanted to circle because there was a flock coming behind them calling like crazy, just like, and so they stayed up to swing around with them. Well, then that flock didn't bother committing. They were chasing the first flock that was swinging around. They circled us three, four times. And then another flock came from the other way and did the same thing. There was one point. Now you got a hundred and something geese in the air. You can't hear yourself talk and not, maybe you had, here's the frustrating part is you've got newer hunters there, right? That have only passed shot, stood on the tracks and there's like gravel pits and they shoot them going into the gravel pits over your head, right? And so 
you want this flock to land. You want 20 of these guys to come drop on you. There's a hundred in the air, at least 20 commit and come on down. And then the rest are going to come down. Right. But every pass you'd have three or four that were dumb enough to come down like they were going to land and start doing the wing flap. And then you say, wait, cause there's the bigger flock right, right behind them. And then they pick up and then that big flock would follow them. And so you know, Jeff says, we should have just taken those four. Well, right. We know that now because yeah, the hands were, before. But the problem was we've hunted this enough to know if 20 come down, 100 are coming down. That's right. Only for every pass, four or five come down. And yeah, you could shoot them. The minute you pull on those four, that 100's gone. They're gone. And you know what? It, it, the ones on the ground uh, drawing the ones from the air. You can take the ones in the air and then still maybe have time to load your gun and get, get the ones that are taken off. Possibly. Right. So, so we, and we did, we had some come down and land in the decoys because there's no wind. They can land where they want now, any direction they want. Like there was zero, zero wind at all, which that is so frustrating. A, you got to have your call on point if you're going to call because there's no wind muffling your call. The number two is they can land where they want. And if there's a big spread there and they want to land on the other side of that big spread, cause it looks like they're, a pocket, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And if they don't like that big lump, they're going to land a hundred yards. The other side of you being a big lump, right? Because they can, where if there's a lot of wind, they're going to land in the safety zone of all those geese 15 yards out from the majority of geese and not care so much about your big lump. They even came from behind us, didn't even circle and right into the decoys to our right. Yeah. Which over, is, the, over the which road. Is, like, just kept we, we were set up so they would come again yeah, with the, well, with what should have been with the yeah, wind. Once the as, wind was gone, they came in the way the wind was blowing. They totally should never have come in that way, but the wind was gone. Yeah. They just come in from behind us and right in, right in the decoys. And what do you do? Like you can't, you, you just can't just, do you anything. Just wait. You can't even change your decoy spread to get something different. Right, because 150 no decoys, how are you changing yeah. it, right? That's the problem. So, so we did end up yeah. moving all our blinds because then once the wind was gone, they did like to land on the other side of that spread. So we grabbed all of our blinds and we moved them down and it allowed us to get a couple more flocks, get some decent we shooting. We ran back and got handfuls of corn and brought it up and threw it around. And then uh, we did start picking them off out of the flock. So it was a little yeah. better hunt. So we ended so it, up with a good hunt. So a scramble. A Don't be afraid to scramble either, right? That's the, but yeah. wind, my gosh, bring the wind. I, me and Connor want to go fishing in Long Point or something like that. Friggin' wind. Every we, time. Can't go fishing. Uh, we, All right, let's go goose hunting. There's wind. No wind. No Should've wind. fishing. We ended <laughs> up with 21 birds and Jeff was amazed and Michael was happy because Michael shot, he knows he shot five himself and he was really pleased. So, but there was one, one loner came in. Remember this one, the, it was later on. Well, there are just singles and doubles that are coming in and we're picking them off a little bit, but it's getting like the flights are done. So it's not going to be long before we pack up. And this loner came from the other direction, straight at us, straight in. And Todd says, okay, Michael, you're on the end. Go ahead. It's your, it's your shot. So right at the last minute, it's coming in. Wings are cupped. It never even faltered, never varied. It was coming in, going to land right at our feet. And so Michael went up, made the shot, shot, didn't get it in the head, just shot a little bit behind in the body. So it kept the cup wings. I mean, it, it could fly. Oh, jeez, I remember this. <laughs> it never flapped its wing after that. The wings were cupped. The, the, the bird just stiffened up, kept them wings 
cupped and just kept coming. And so I said, knock it down, Mike. Like, and so he took two more shots, but he was behind he, the ball. No, I think he hit it because <laughs> well, it started spiraling. No, but I think he hit it the second time because it started spiraling because Jeff is now beside but, me on my left. And Jeff and he is starts going. screaming, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Jeff's going, whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm going, why is Jeff yelling this? Why is he yelling no, no? And I looked over and I realized this thing's coming right at him. Like it's going <laughs> to land on Jeff. And Jeff can't move. He's got the blind door and he's hiding behind it. Yeah, so oh, I was howling. I said, that was in such slow-mo because you had time to hold that blind door and because he popped both blinds out and we're like, we were all coming up with the gun after if Michael missed, we were backing him up. So, so Jeff was right there ready. Next thing I know, the gun's going down and he's pulling the blind door closed and he's going, no, no. And I'm going, why is he closing the blind door? And I'm looking at it. Oh, it was coming right. Michael hit him it would have smoked him right. And it just, it landed at Jeff's feet and bounced. Michael hit Those him with the first shot. Those are easy ones to pick up. Yeah. Oh, Michael hit him with the first shot. He was just trying to put one yeah. in the head so he'd buckle under and come down. But he was coming down. I mean, he was yelling, no, there's no, no way he was going no, anywhere. No, I'm like, why is he yelling, no? What's going on? And so Michael was worried somebody else had shot, right? And Michael looked at me and he says, was that my bird? Did I hit him? I said, yeah, you did. Jeff says, yeah, you're the only one that shot your bird. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of us got me. taking cover. It was when geese, when geese attack. Yeah, so he was pretty happy. So Mike thought it was a great hunt. Yeah, that's yeah, good. So it was a good time. You guys are going to try to get it again this weekend. Too, so, right? well, dad has just well, found I'll, a field. I'll tell you. Um, oh, he'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, he'll tell so, you. So anyway, I went back out. What's today? Tuesday? Now, wait. Anybody that's listening that wants to get into goose hunting, this is 80% of goose hunting. This part right here. I went back. To 20% work. in the field, 80% here. I went back. 80% out. of goose hunting. Will you stop? <laughs> I went back out Monday morning to where we were. Nothing in the cornfield. But on the same farm, there was about 10 in a wheat field. And then I drove to the back wheat field, which was next to the one that you hunted last year. And there was, I could see 10 or 12 without driving all the way back. So I didn't want to drive back and have to have trouble turning around and spook them. So I thought, okay, this is Monday. I'll keep checking it this week. Should be more going in by Saturday. And they'll probably join up and one field will become dominant by again next Saturday, right? So this morning I got up. I woke up at, I woke up at seven. I don't know. 80% of goose hunting. I just wake up. So I laid there and I thought, do I go? Yeah, I'm going to go. So I got up at seven 30. The wife roused up and says, where are you going? I said, I'm going looking for geese. She shook her head and put her head back down. So I left and I went to a farm that, uh, I know that have, we have permission in and I wanted to check. I wanted to check and see if the corn was off because they told me the corn was coming off sometime this week. So anyway, I drove by the field that we hunted. No, before I got there, when I made the first turn on the right on a wheat field, here's about 12 geese in a field. But I kept going. I drove to the field we hunted Thursday. It's got about 50 in it again already. And and it's still a ways from Saturday. And then I drove around to the other field that I wanted to check. And it has right now, this morning, 
I would say 150 birds in it right now. Oh, come on. Yeah. So I went in for a bit. In fact, I went up. I knew the kids would be up because they were getting ready to go to school. So I went up, knocked on the door, and I talked to them. And I said, uh, right now, this looks like our Saturday hunt. And he says, yep. He says, I see them out there. And I said, well, will you hold it for us for Saturday? And can we drive in? He says, yep, no problem. Just don't get stuck. I ain't pulling you out. I said, no problem. So... <laughs> So then I drove back. Not with my truck. I drove back. That field still had, the, the field we hunted Thursday still held birds. The field up where I made the first turn still held birds. But then I kept going to another farm that I hadn't checked yet this year. And there's probably about 100 birds in that field. And so I stopped to the, I stopped and talked to the hunter there or the farmer there. I said, looking at your field. He says, yeah, my grandson and I were going to hunt it, but we're not sure. I said, well, I'll be calling you to see if you hunted it or not. Because he's, yeah, yeah, give me a call. He says, we'll, we'll talk. So I found five, maybe six fields, but there's one I've got lined up. It's going to be the hunter. It's going to be the good one. And then Connor just Snapchatted me tonight. And I'll tell you what that is later, dad, but Snapchat to me tonight with a field with about a hundred and something in it. One of our buddies. So we might have to hit that tomorrow night. So you've got options, which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we the, do. The worst part of that is because 80% of it, I got to get out of bed and go check the fields. That's 80% of your son. It's not decoys. It's not the spread. It's not brushing in the blind. It's not being in the spot of the field. It's driving around and finding them and getting permission. That's that is it. 80%. It is all your money. People think goose hunts expensive because of decoys, guns, shells, blinds. No. It's the gas. It's the freaking fuel. Oh, I have already in two weeks put, well, from Thursday to now, I've put $150 of gas in my truck. Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can say it. it's very much appreciated, and I wish I was able to uh, come with you this Saturday. But we uh, made the commitment to, to go visit my daughter. But uh, the twenty fifth, if uh, if there's still geese left that's in the area, day after you guys have too. what's that? That's double whammy day because that's opening day of duck. Oh yeah, that, we didn't mention the cornfield that we hunted Saturday. We had four big flocks of ducks want to land right on us. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it's not duck season. So, nope, I mean, nonstop. And Jeff's going, those those were dead ducks. I said, oh, they were dead now. <laughs> yeah. And then two minutes later when they circled again, they were dead again. And they were I, dead again. <laughs> I just remembered where I, where I turkey hunted this year on public, uh, public uh, or county bush. Where you got your turkey. No, it was a different bush that I, I heard a bunch of birds at. The ducks and geese that were coming into that pond were like way more than I had ever, ever thought. So if that happens, I can go there on a weeknight after work or even first thing in the morning before work, take, take a morning off or something, and I can have a pretty slick hunt without even having to backpack any decoys in or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. And they'll just be flitting around that pond. You'll be ready to go. Good to go. Well, yeah. I mean, the geese might come in late, there. right? The geese might come in after dark. That's my only problem with night hunting ponds. They go yeah. out to feed. They don't come back till after shooting, legal shooting time, which is so frustrating. But the ducks but will the be. Mallards. The yeah. mallards were ripping around there uh, non-stop while I was turkey on. Yeah, I think you have to get in there one night after work. It's, it's just, that's that's a given. That's mandatory. Yep. Anyway. Well, all, all right. right. Great podcast, gentlemen. I'm excited. So, best of luck. Yes, we'll see you this weekend, Bill. Uh, very good. Bring your AAA game. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> your full choke and your triple A. Take care of yeah. Awesome. All, All right, right, sir. Have a goodie. Yeah. Bye-bye. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>